Welcome to another faith-building message from Samuel Pada, pastor of the King's Temple in Hyderabad, India. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. All right, this morning I'm starting on another subject, and we're calling it at the top. Everybody say at the top, all right? At the top, which means God that elevates, okay? At the top and God that elevates. That's what we're going to focus on this morning. Now, it is not the will of God for any one of you or me to be harassed by the devil. Now, why am I saying this? Because a lot of people are under a lot of pressure. They're being harassed in various areas of their lives. But I want to make the first statement this. God is not, it is not the will of God for anyone to be harassed by the devil. It is not his will for anyone to be defeated or downtrodden in life, struggling to survive, you know, and finding it difficult because they're under tremendous pressure and they're sick in their bodies and they're stressed out for various reasons and they're living constantly under pressure and stress. That is not where God wants you. All right, listen to me carefully. Especially if you're a child of God, that is not where God wants you to be. God wants you to be on the top, not at the bottom, okay? God, and on the top is where you meet with the Lord. Say amen. Is where God elevates you too. Amen. We, you know, stress is the biggest, is, we are told stress is one of the biggest killers. And a lot of people are stressed out. And also we are told that the many, many sicknesses are stress-related. And stress is causing havoc among people. Not just, not just the people out there, but even the children of God. Now, I have good news for you. The good news is, this is not where God wants you to be. Right now, that whatever your experience may be, the Lord is here to give you a turnaround. The Lord is here to turn it around for you. Say amen. Hallelujah. The Lord is here to give you a turnaround. Say amen. So today as you listen to the word, I want you to expect something to happen. The shackles to be broken that have been holding you back and pressurizing you and holding you under stress. You are coming out of that bondage. You're coming out of that stress if you will listen carefully to the word and apply the word that I share with you. Let's go to the book of Psalms, 113, verse 7 through 9. All right. He lifts the poor from the dust, the needy from the garbage dump. He sets them among princes, even the princes of his own people. He gives the childless woman a family, making her a happy mother. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Look what the Lord can do. I don't know where you locate yourself right now. He says, he lifts the poor from the dust. Are you poor this, this morning? Are you poor in your spirit? Are you poor economically? Are you poor in your health? Are you poor in your relationship? He will lift you out of the dust. God has that ability. He, can, he takes somebody from a dunghill and places them on a throne. Praise God. You're not dealing with another human being. You're dealing with God. When you connect with God and establish a relationship with Him, it, no matter where you are, God can pick you from that place and pull you up to the place of 
highest importance and joy. Say amen. Praise God. And then he says, and he lifts the needy from the garbage dump. Are you needy? He'll lift you up even if you're in the garbage dump. And then he sets them where? Among the princess, the people of repute. He lifts you up and places you on the top among people of repute, among people who are called princes. Hallelujah. What you, your past does not determine your future. Your present situation does not determine your future. God determines your future and your decision to submit to him and let him work through you. Your obedience to his word is what causes you to be lifted by him. Say amen. Besides that, he says something else. He says, he gives the childless woman a family, making her a happy mother. Praise God. That means if you're barren, listen to me, barren women. You've been married for so long and you've not had children. You're longing for children. This is what the Lord says. He will make the childless woman a family, making her a happy mother. You're about to become a happy mother. Praise God. I said, you're about to become a happy mother. People have heckled at you. People have mocked at you. And you had to go walk around ashamed because you've not been able to bear children. And it seems like you're down in the dumps in life. No, that's not where God wants you. You that have been barren, that you that are barren, listen to me now. God is about to take you up from where you are and place you on the top. Say, Amen. Hallelujah. You will be a happy, joyful mother. Not only that, but even if you've been barren in other areas of life, dry, if you've had a dry spell, you're having a dry spell in your spiritual walk with God, or you're dry, you're dry in your business, you're dry in your relationships, you're dry in your marriage, you're dry in your relationship with your children, God can make it fruitful. Hallelujah. You have come to a place of turnaround. You have come to a place of exchange. Now, as you listen to the word, the word has the power to turn everything around for you. Say amen. This is your time and this is your turn. Say amen. Amen. Praise God. God wants to promote and elevate his people. He doesn't, when God doesn't want to leave you in the dump, God doesn't want you to watch you suffer and be harassed and uh, be trodden down by the devil and uh, uh, live with hurt and pain all your life. No, God is declaring he is the one that will lift you up if you're poor and he will meet your needs. If you're needy, he will lift you up and place you among princes, among people of repute and not notable people. Hallelujah. And if you're barren, God's going to make you fruitful. Say amen. He makes the lowly to be celebrated, the barren woman to become a joyful mother. He will make your dry life into a fruitful one. Say amen. Praise God. All right, let's go further. Isaiah chapter 48. And I'm reading from the NIV version. <clears throat> Isaiah 48 verse 17 through 19, okay? This is what the Lord says. Your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Who? The Lord, okay? Everybody say the Lord. This is not man speaking to you. This is the Lord speaking to you. Okay. The Lord is saying, I am the Lord your God who teaches you what is best for you. I'm the Lord thy God that teacheth thee to profit, to become successful, to be prosperous in life. God's desire is for you to prosper. Beloved, above all, I wish that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as your soul prospereth. 
God's will is never for you to be defeated in life, never to be trampled down by the devil, never to continuously and constantly live under stress in lack and calamity. No, that's not the heart of God. God's desire is for you to, 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 to make you uh, uh, prosperous, to be blessed, and to profit in everything that you're involved in. Say amen. So he says, I, God is the one who teaches you what is best for you and who directs you in the way that you should go. He will teach you what to do and he will lead you in the path that you should go. God says, this is my heart. Okay? But he laments. He begins to cry out. He's showing, he's expressing his concern. He's expressing his heartache. In verse 18, he says this, If only you had paid attention to my commands. That means, if only you had complied to my demands. If only you had given heed to the covenant. If only you had walked according to the covenant requisites. If only you had paid attention to my commands. Your peace would have been like a river. Hallelujah. You would not be stressed out like this. You would not be worried like this. You would not be harassed by the enemy. If only you had taken care to hear what I had to say and obeyed it. All right. Then he says, your well-being would be like the waves of the seas. Wow. Calm and quiet and nice. You know, beautiful. Your, and then he says, your descendants would have been like the sand. Your children like the numberless grains. What's he saying? He's saying, you would have been exceeding fruitful exceeding. You know what God said to Abraham? I will multiply thee exceedingly. I will make you exceeding fruitful. That's the promise that God gave to Abraham in the covenant. But he says, look, look, he says, if only you had paid attention to that covenant, you would have been extremely fruitful. You would have multiplied. You would have increased. You would have prospered. You would have abounded. But you know what? Your children would be numberless grains. Their name would never have been blotted out nor destroyed from before me. It, the enemy could not have harassed them and destroyed them. But right now, you have been harassed. You have been taken captive by the enemy. You are being troubled by enemy forces. They are harassing you. They made you slaves. All this is because you did not give heed to what I had to say. If only that's what he's lamenting about. But he says, listen. Children of God, listen to me. He says, my heart is to teach you to profit and lead you in the way that you should go. That's why the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, it says, they that are led by the Spirit of the Lord are the sons of God. When you're born again, by virtue of being born again, you become a child of God. Now you have access to the leading of the Holy Spirit. And when you're led by the Spirit of God, hallelujah, you may go through the fire, but the fire cannot burn you up. You may go through the water, but the waters cannot drown you. Say amen, hallelujah. And you are going to come out on the other side with a victory, with a testimony, and with great abundance and blessing. Say amen, hallelujah. So let me tell you this, let me share with you this morning. Many of us are suffering. Many of us are in lack. Many of us are harassed by the enemy. Not because God wants it to be that way. It's because we've been negligent concerning his word. We've been negligent concerning the leading of the Holy Spirit. We have become religious people. 
Most people don't really enjoy a, re, a, a constant, continuous relationship with God where they can hear God and they can sense the leading of God and follow Him. They think they please God by following some strict religious regiment. Because if I pray for one hour, if I read 10 chapters, if I go to church, and let me tell you, I'm not saying they're wrong. They're very important. Because all these spiritual disciplines and exercises are for one purpose, to know Him, to know His voice, and to follow Him. All these spiritual exercises are to help me to have an intimate, deep relationship with God. Glory. If the relationship part is not being strengthened, if I'm not getting closer to God to be able to recognize His presence, to be able to recognize His voice, to know where, where, what God is saying, and to walk with Him, then listen to me. It's just religion. It's theology in your head with no experience. But David could say, taste and see that the Lord is good. God is someone that you can have experience with. He's not a figment of imagination. He's not somebody that you cannot reach. He's not somebody that you cannot feel. He's not somebody that you cannot, who cannot talk back to us. Hallelujah. His heart is longing to lead us. His heart is longing to guide us. So I'm saying this, you child of God, you that were born again 30 years back, 40 years ago, or maybe 20 years ago, maybe two days ago, listen to me, the whole purpose of church, Bible, study, prayer is to know Him. Is to know Him. You know what Paul said? Everything that I know is I counted downhill, downhill in comparison to knowing Him. My heart is longing to know him. He prayed a prayer for the efficient church. You know, uh, by, by historical records, we're told the Ephesus church was a very powerful and one of the largest churches. And um, it was one letter that when Paul wrote to the church at Ephesus, he had not a word of correction. There were a lot of gifts operating in the, in, the, in, in the church in Corinth. But Paul had to bring in a lot of correction to that church. But when he wrote to Ephesus, he had not a single word of correction. And so he said, this is what I'm praying for you. You know what I'm praying? That the God of my Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. His desire was the church at Ephesus. You're doing great. But you know what? My heart longs to pray for you that you will get to know him. Hallelujah. It is in the knowing of the Lord and walking with the Lord that gives you victory, that causes you to be placed on the top. Hallelujah. And not be crushed underfoot and not be crushed by the devil or by circumstances, or by the pressures of, of this world. No, nothing can put you down. God is the lifter of your head. Say amen. He will lift you up. Hallelujah. It is never the will of God for you to be harassed by the enemy and live, in, live a defeated life, a life full of pain and suffering and regret and defeat. It was their disobedience that resulted in them being Harassed and taken captive by the enemy. Now, let's go into the Bible and see how God dealt with different people. 
Let's go to the book of Genesis, please. Genesis chapter 12. Because I want you to understand that the heart of God is always for his people to live at the top. To live at the top. God wants excellence, not mediocrity. God wants to elevate you to the highest position. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Now in Haran, the Lord said to Abram, Go for yourself, for your own advantage, away from your country, from your relatives, and your father's house, and to the land that I will show you. God comes in the scene. He meets with Abram. He says, Abram, listen. I have a word for you. I want you to go. I want you to go out from your country from your environment where you were raised. Why? Because in the environment in which you live shapes your thinking. The people that surround you influence the way you think. And God wanted him to be disconnected from all that so that God can begin to shape his thinking. See? When the children of Israel were delivered out of Egypt, God said I, he was going to take them to the land of promise and he, they were going to rule over that, that, that entire area and they, they would own that place. They would have vineyards they never planted, houses they never built, and wells they never dug, and fields and crop and everything that they had not worked on. But why did he not do it the next day? You know why? Because they lived for 400 years and in, in the environment and thought pattern and the way, uh, uh, let me go back. They lived in the environment of slavery. And slaves think very differently from rulers. Slaves cannot think like rulers. Slaves have the, you know, the entitled mentality. I'm a poor man, so the government has to do something. I come from this caste, so I have to have special advantages. That's slave mentality. Ruler mentality is always, I rule. I have things at my disposal. I'm in control. I, 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 I create the environment I live in. I bring about the change. You see that? Okay, let's carry on. So he says, get out of your country because I want to begin to work on shaping your thinking. Remember what Paul said in Romans chapter 12 at verses 1 and 2? Let's go there. Romans chapter 12. All right. I beseech you, brethren... By the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Don't be conformed to this world. That means don't let your thinking be shaped and molded by the way the world thinks and believes. But be renewed. Okay, what do you say? 
but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Your mind has to be renewed to begin to think like God, to operate like God. So the first thing God wanted was him to separate from his own country, his own people. And then he says, Leave away from your country, from your relatives, and your father's house. I don't want nobody to influence your thinking anymore. And I'm going to take you to a place, to the land that I will show you. And then he says this, if you do this, then I will do this. Hallelujah. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe to our podcast channel for past episodes. If you've been blessed by the message today, consider rating it and even sharing it with friends. For more content from the King's Temple or to connect with us, visit kingstemple.in. Have a blessed day.